Welcome to Highway Christian Community Sermon Download. Our aim is to reveal from Scripture just how good God really is. Find more of our sermons and other links as well as contact details at our website www.highway.org.za That's H-I-G-H-W-A-Y dot org dot Z-A May this sermon bless you. Enjoy. I want to continue to ask you just to open your spirit tonight. We're going to run through a couple of things and then we're going to have some practical application of it. Right, so let's go. Great is the Lord. We're going to look at this evening, um, we've done the attributes of God. On Sunday mornings, I'm doing the names of God. We, this last Sunday, we did the five, five of the Jehovah's. We'll continue next week, five of the Yahweh's. Um, but tonight, I just want to look at the revelation that came to us through Scripture through certain people. Very simple. Let this soak into you. If you feel like you're at a Sunday school lesson, I make no apologies. Donna, you'd be proud of me. Can I teach in your, on Sunday? All right, so, first of all, in Adam, we see a God who reveals himself as the Almighty Creator. And just watching National Geographic recently and the beauties of the creation. Do any of you get uh, BBC Earth? And you just see the, the immense, magnificent, breathtaking creation around us. God revealed himself as in personal intimacy. He desired to fellowship. And God revealed himself. Oops, all jumped ahead. I think that was my fault. Actually, I don't know why that happened. I lost the, 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 the light also went off. I don't know if it's his batteries that are faulty or the, the operator who's faulty or the operator's assistant who's faulty. But can we please get this or run through it from the back? You know where I'm going. You know where I'm going with this. So we see that in, in the Adamic story, in first man story, God shows himself as the creator, but one who wants intimacy. And then when man falls, and we would have put the end on the storyline, God says, no, no, I'm not finished yet. He shows himself as a redeemer. He shows himself as someone who's able to bring restoration. And now you'll notice tonight, we're not going to read all the scriptures that correspond. That would take too much. I want to go... A little bit faster. Ash, have we got any joy yet? Is it not, not working? Can you operate it from the back there? Okay. So, that was the first one. Okay. Go back to the first one. First one. Okay. Almighty Creator, God, personal intimacy, our Redeemer. We're going to put these notes up on the website. So don't stress. If, I mean, it's good to write because we retain more by writing and hearing than just passively sitting where our minds can wander. But I also, oh, and our sister's so clever taking a photograph there. If you that on the front, front sharp edge of technology. But they will be on our website on the bullet discipleship. 
Um, okay, so then the second, in Noah we see God who reveals himself as God who sovereignly chooses a man as deliverer in the time of global chaos. Bible says that there was wickedness on the face of the earth. Man only did what was evil in his sight. I mean, when you consider the plunder and the, the debauchery and the murder and rape and, and pillage and uh, just the, the, the viciousness and the brutality of, of unbridled lust and sin on the planet. And in the midst of that, God says, I found a man who's righteous. And all that was righteous about Noah was that he believed God. There was still a knowledge of God in him. He still believed God. Can you believe what would happen in a community that completely lose their faith and their knowledge of God? And God found him, and Noah becomes a picture to us of someone who floated his asset when the world was in liquidation. Thirdly, in Abraham, we see a God who reveals himself as God who makes covenant to save humanity. God initiated to Abraham. I'm going to make you great. I'm going to give you, make you father of nations. All Abraham had to do was say, yes, sir, I believe. And then we see that God was pleased with a faith partner, as we see in the New Testament as well. For the first time, this creator God is known intimately as a God who looks for a faith, people who believe in him, who trust him, who put their hope in him. Next, we see God's revelation increasing in the earth. Uh, in Gideon, who was, uh, we see a God who reveals himself as a God who calls the inadequate to be valiant conquerors. And God has loved doing that ever since. He's loved taking people who feel incompetent and making them competent. God loves taking those who feel disqualified and make them qualified, simply because he gets the glory. He found this man, Gideon, who didn't think much of himself, but God used him as a valiant warrior. We start to see some of the nature of God coming through. In Samson, number five, we see a God who reveals himself as the God who vindicates his name in the end, even when we have messed up. Another attribute of God is redeeming situations. We would have said it's over, it's finished, scrap it, throw it away. And in his last moments, he had his greatest victories. And when we meet him one day, we're not going to remember Samson the failure. We're going to remember Samson who had the most glorious day. Number six, in Moses, we see a God who reveals himself as holy and glorious and who institutes a tabernacle and priesthood to preserve a nation amongst the heathen nations in order to bring light to the world. Wow, that's a mouthful. But there's a revelation starting to grow now. We've come through Genesis. We've moved into Exodus now. God appears to Moses. It's been 400 years of the knowledge of God becoming less and less and less as they were in captivity, building blocks, being whipped by the, the Pharaoh's slave masters. And at some point, God says, he heard cries, because there's always a remnant of people who believed in him. And he calls out and he chooses Moses. He appears to him and the first thing he says is, take your shoes off, 
The, sta- the place you're standing is holy. See, God's very presence makes a place holy. Just because God was there. There was nothing holy about that sand. I was thinking about this this afternoon. Maybe God told him to take his shoes off because God didn't want anything in between Moses and the holy sand. The very place you're standing on. God wants us to have nothing in between us and his holiness and his, his beauty. Thanks, Ash. And he shows himself glorious. He gives a priesthood and tabernacle through which he can begin unpacking the furniture that would point towards the heavenly tabernacle of Christ's blood shed and bringing salvation to the world. Those books of Deuteronomy, Leviticus, Numbers, Exodus, they make no sense if we don't see them in the light of the book of Hebrews in the New Testament. God beginning to reveal himself. We see number seven in Joseph. We see a God who reveals himself as the God who turns what the enemy meant for evil into good. You familiar with that story? Sold out by his own brothers? Have you felt that sometimes? Like people have just turned against you in your moment of crisis. And I had a promise from God. Don't you guys realize? But what Joseph didn't, had forgotten was between the promise and the palace, there was a pit. And he got sold out into a pit. If anyone could have been bitter, it was Nelson Mandela, 27 years locked up in a pit before he came into his promise. But when God gets a hold of a man's heart, he becomes a savior. He offers grace. He walks in mercy. And through that kind of leadership, even what the devil intended for harm and destruction, God turns around for good. There's hope for our country. There's hope for our country. Started in forgiveness, been a bit of a hiccup along the way, but God isn't finished with us. What the enemy would love to see destroyed, God is going to raise up. I'm not supposed to preach her. This is a teaching. Number seven, where are we? Number eight already. Wow, this goes quick. In Joshua, we see a God who reveals himself, a God who rewards simple obedience with mighty victory. I mean, you've got to compliment him for getting those Israelites to march around Jericho on the seventh day, totally silent. That was the miracle. Bunch of Jew boys together, not talking, for seven circles in one day. I say that respectfully. I grew up in a Jewish community. I've done all of my friends, but bar mitzvahs, and I went to Shoal on Friday night. I even wore yarmulke from occasionally. You know, I grew up in a Jewish I love the Jewish people, but yes, they can talk. Keep quiet. No unbelief, no negativity, no gossip, no slander. Just be quiet on that, that final day and march around. And through simple act of obedience, there was great victory. You see, God's love doesn't come by anything we do. But our walking in favor is progressively marked out through obedience. Put that in your grace pipe and smoke it. In Samuel, we see a God who reveals himself as the God who speaks when we listen. So God wants to interact with these people. God wants um, to show himself mighty through the weak. But, and God wants to speak if we're listening. You know, right now God is speaking to you. 
And when you leave here, God will be speaking to you. And when you're in the shower, God will be speaking to you. It just takes you and me to tune into the frequency of what he's saying. There's no silence of God. The only silence is self-imposed silence. He runs to his mom. Did you say something? Runs to the net. Did you say something? Runs to the TV. Did you say something? Runs. Eventually, he realized that God is the one who speaks. Number 10, in Job, we see a God who reveals himself as the God who vindicates his children. The God who vindicates his children. In the end, he had more and was restored more. Don't look at where you are right now. Look to the God who can vindicate you. Look to Jehovah Nissi, who is the banner that flies high in front of the armies, leading us into victory. Look at, keep your eyes on Jehovah Rapha. Keep your eyes on Jehovah Elohim. In the end, he had restored more than he even had in the beginning. In Elijah, we see God as a God who reveals himself as one who answers our prayers. Remember the picture in 1 Kings with the, with the bowls on top of the mountain? What was that mountain called again? I just slipped my mind. He was on top of the mountain with the bowls, and they were calling on their gods, and he was standing there, tapping his shoes, looking at his watch, saying, your God must be asleep because fire hasn't fallen yet. Then he, when it comes around to his turn, he calls his servants to pour water on the sacrifice. And in the book of James, it says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elijah was a man just like us, James says. But he knew that God is a prayer answering God. In David, we see a God who reveals himself as God who is our rock, God who is our fortress, our deliverer, our shepherd. You just have to read through the Psalms. I hope you read through the Psalms. I love reading through the Psalms. I know so does Terry and some other people I know that, that when you talk to them, they'll often just, it'll come up. The Psalms. I know we had that practices uh, a couple of years back. Maybe I've told you this, but but I think it's helpful that that there's 30 days in the month, most months, and and you just have to read the Psalm of the day. So today is the 12th. You can see I'm still on holiday. The 12th. So Psalm 12, and then you add 30 to it. You come to 42. You add 30 to it, you come to 72. You add 30 to it, you come to 102. You add 30 to it, you come to 100. And you read five psalms that way a day. By reading the psalm of the day and then 30, 30, 30, 30. And over the month, you get through the whole 150 psalms. Now, when it comes to Psalm 119, God bless you, God keep you, God make his face shine upon you. Maybe you reserve that for a public holiday. (laughs) Plan your month ahead. Look for the public holiday. And then we used to take the Proverbs. And because there's 30, uh, 31, thank you. Yeah, the, the last one. Train up a wife in the way she should go. And when she's old, she won't depart. Um, so you read one psalm and five Proverbs. That's a, that's a good recipe. But the psalms are beautiful. At all times I will bless him. His praise will be in my mouth. My soul magnifies the Lord. He guards me. 
through dark valleys. He leads me beside still waters. My God is my rock, my redeemer. Bless the Lord with me, all you people. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. That beautiful? See, David had this relationship with God where he understood him as his rock, his fortress, his deliverer, his shepherd. And as you read through the Psalms, the revelation of God is beautiful. Secondly, David also, in David, we see that God seeks our heart. When Samuel was going to anoint Saul's successor, God spoke to Samuel and said, don't look on the outward. God is not interested in what things look like on the outside. God wouldn't have chose you if, if he just looked on the outside, Alec. If God was just interested in the outside, Hebron, yeah. no, although you're an exception, I better take that back. I also want to look, at, look like you when I'm 71, eh? Amen. Brian's a champion in this church. Does everyone know Brian Miller? Brian and Joy. I hope you do. They just are bedrock foundations here at Highway. Salt of the earth. God-loving people. Um, back to David. So Samuel doesn't look on the outward. He, God says, look at the heart. And then also, uh, there, there was one more, but I, I think I missed it there. Was Oh, yes, in 1 Kings 11, where it says that God found David, uh, who was a man with a heart after God. God. We see a God who loves to have our heart. Come on. That's a revelation right there. God loves to have your heart, the seat of your affections. In Jesus, we see God who reveals himself as our Father. The greatest revelation. In fact, the next two weeks are going to be focusing just on that revelation. We're going to move through the, the attributes and the character of God as revealed through Scripture, through his names, through people he had relationship with, into Father, Abba. You know, I run ahead of myself. The only way to the Father, Jesus said, is through me. When he taught his disciples to pray, he introduced them to the Father. And in Romans 8.15 says, we have received the Spirit, the same Spirit that was in Jesus, the Spirit who cries, Abba, Abba. Say that word, Abba. When you say that word Abba, you are you're echoing something so precious and so heaven gripping. Sorry, Jan. It's daddy. It's it's like saying daddy, but Abba, there's something so beautiful in that name, Abba. Janet likes the the new translation of the message where they uh, change words slightly. I still like some of the old fashioned words. I love that word Abba. These are some of the ways through Scripture and through His interaction. Now, what I'm sharing with you tonight, this is a discipleship training time. This is a time for us to start off again with an increased view of God. This is a message that needs to grip us, that when we speak to people about the God who so loved the world that He gave His Son, it's not being carried in on a flimsy wagon. It's being rolled in in majesty and splendor 
and authority because we know that we know that our God is a great God. He's an awesome God. He's a majestic God. There's no other God like him. None can compare to him. To write from the outset of this discipleship program, I want to keep on, you can hear me keep on saying this, that these are only the established times sitting in a classroom. This is not what discipleship is about alone. This could just be a Bible school. This could just be a lecture. But this is us being established in one of eight extremely important topics so that we can, out of this, be equipped to pass it on to others. Remember, established, then equipped, so that we can be empowered. Empowered to do what? Engage with non-believers. Equip, established in biblical truth, equipped to minister, empowered to go and do the same and, and make disciples who will engage with non-believers. Isn't that I mean, Jesus didn't complicate things. How great is our God who so loved this world. Striving here tonight, the words of a well-known hymn that came out of a psalm kind of gripped me. And uh, I was going to phone Rob and say, bring your guitar, but I decided... Uh, Sometimes we just need to allow the word of God without even music. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. The city of our God, the holy place. The joy of the whole earth. And great is the Lord with whom we have the victory. He aids us against the enemy. We bow down on our knees. And Lord, we want to lift your name on high. And Lord, we want to thank you for the work you've done in our lives. And Lord, we trust in your unfailing love. For you alone are God eternal throughout earth and heaven above. And Lord, we want to lift your name on high. And Lord, we want to thank you for the work you've done in our lives. And Lord, we trust in your unfailing love. For you alone are God eternal throughout earth and heaven above. Can I ask if you just stand up together? Right now. Shebros telagasia ba savare dash de bete sende. Cobros sende la base bere bechtebe. Kialega siela leboro. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. 
wonderful and awesome. Who can understand your ways, O God? Who can plummet the depths of your knowledge and wisdom? How great are the riches you've stored up that you pour out in the presence of our enemies. You, O God, are our rock and our fortress, our foundation, a sure help in times of need. We exalt you. We worship you. I exalt you. I exalt you. I exalt you. Oh God. We exalt you. We exalt you. We exalt you. Thou art Lord, on high above all the earth, and Thou art exalted far above all gods. For Thou, O Lord, art high. Above all the earth, thou art exalted far above all gods. And we exalt you, we exalt you. We exalt you, oh Lord. We exalt you, we exalt you, we exalt you. We pray that eyes will be opened across the city to the marvel and the wonder of our God. We pray that ears will be opened to hear the message of your love and of your power and of your goodness. We pray, Lord, for a supernatural invasion of heaven's reality breaking into earth where people will again see the wonders of God. Not only hear about the wonders of God, not only for another time, but now, here, right here, right now, right here, right now. We pray for your outstretched arm, your power, your authority to be demonstrated. You, O oh God, who are not limited in any way. You, O oh God, that are all-knowing and all-present and all-powerful. We exalt you in this place tonight. We lift you up tonight and give you thanks and honor. We 
We say, you are Shaddai, our supreme God. You are Elion, our God who is uh, infinite and above all. We declare that Yahweh, you are our God, our one and only Lord. And we call upon your name tonight. Change the culture even of this church, Lord. Move us beyond being cosmetic consumers looking at external uh, uh, measurements of what is a good service or a bad service or a, uh, this, the aircon's too cold or the, this is too hot or this is too short and that's too long and just bring us to a place of we want to see revival in our city. We want to see a move of the Spirit of God breaking in. We look to Jehovah. We look to our high, most God, almighty God through the name of Jesus to impact this city that we're in right now. 